Welcome to the Destiny Awakening Interviews, a podcast with Andrew Wayfinder and his guests, bringing you powerful insights, inspiration, and ways to break free, live life your way, and make a difference in our changing and challenging world. So hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Destiny Awakening Interviews. I'm Andrew Wayfinder Renievich, and I'm joined today by Paul Larson, Executive Leadership Coach coach, facilitator, and speaker. So a very warm welcome to you, Paul. And where are you hanging out today? Thank you so much, Andrew. It's an honor to be here. Hanging out in my lovely nest in San Francisco, California, in the United States on a beautiful, beautiful day. Lucky you. Uh, (laughs) We mentioned I used to live in the Bay Area, and I have very, very fond memories of a very magical corner of the world. Mm -hmm. I appreciate yes i appreciate that and if anything of last year it's made me appreciate the nest even more and what's what we have in abundance so thank you for that great so now let's get on to your book and your work mm-hmm. so paul sure. larson is the founder of paulnlarson.com author of find your voice as a leader and starting out flipping hamburgers on main street Paul grew into 30 years of business experience with Fortune 500 companies. He's continually reinvented his unique voice of leadership to help people thrive within the craziness of our ever chaotic world. An imposter syndrome survivor, Paul has successfully coached hundreds of leaders and teams all around the globe to overcome that feeling like a fake or a fraud and to find their quiet strength so that they're able to share their inspirational brand with the world. So thank you, Paul, for your time today. And our title yeah. is going to be Cracking Your Imposter Code, Learning to Thrive with Imposter Syndrome. And Paul's going to unpack that idea in answering six questions. So the first question, Paul. Who is your ideal client and what is the transformation your work helps them achieve? Yeah. My ideal client, Andrew, is anyone in life that is living in the fear and confines of a fixed mindset. And I work with them through coaching to live and lead in the abundance of a growth mindset. So we, we, we live in a world of just comparative, just a comparative framework after framework after framework. And we can get in the rigidity and, and, and just that fear of, of living in a fixed mindset of, of, of not really realizing our own potential. And through detanglement, through some, some wonderful sort of observations and insightful uh, models and just discoveries, I unleash sort of the ability of people to release that burden, release that that feeling of like a fake or fraud, and to really lead and live in that joy and abundance of, wow, I'm growing. I can do this. Okay. And so question number two, when, when they come to you, what's the biggest challenge they're facing? They're stuck. And they're stuck in whatever situation that might be in their life. It could be in or an organization, certainly I work within within the business world, having 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 lived in the corporate environment for 30 plus years. 
they're stuck in other aspects of their life. Perhaps it's relationships. Um, perhaps it's, it's, it's a situation where they just would like to move forward. So they're in sort of this mode that we call drifting, where they may be actually making some movement or momentum, but they haven't anchored themselves in a successful vision of themselves. And normally when they come to me, they've realized that the pain of staying the same is greater than the pain of change. And so it's time to make a change. And that's usually when there's a segue, an opening, an opportunity for me to come in and, and help them through that transformation of whatever that might be. You know, they're, they're co-authors, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, my meditation teacher used to ask me, how loud does it have to get? <laughs> yeah. How, how do we, how do we turn that volume up or down and who turns it up or down for us? Right. And absolutely. Mm -hmm. And, and speaking of meditation, you might be familiar with the word equanimity, which is that, you know, the state of being able to be grounded and centered, you know, with ourselves in our mind, in our thoughts, psychologically, no matter what's going on around us. And that is, that is what I strive for myself. And that's what I bring to my coaching is life's chaotic enough. Life is, you know, you know, we can be broken open on so many different levels, but we can always strive for just that, that groundedness, that centeredness, mm -hmm. getting, getting to really know ourselves more. So question number three, what's the number one insight? you'd share with someone who is in that position of being stuck or in that kind of fixed place, that fixed mindset place? Beautiful question. You are not alone. So we feel sometimes when things are happening to us and, and, and we're stuck and, and especially as it pertains to imposter syndrome, when we feel like, I don't really belong here, or I'm not good enough, or gosh, I feel like a fake or a fraud, and I'm going to be found out, and, and I'm going to be asked to leave, which is, these are all different elements of, of that imposter phenomenon. We can feel just incredibly alone. And to know that it, it, all successful people in life, what we would deem successful in today's conventional terms, up to 80 to 90% have felt an element of that phenomenon at one time or another. And so many of us live with it day to day and have learned actually to integrate it and have learned to thrive with it. So you are not alone. You may feel alone because the organization that you're in or whatever the situation may not recognize it, but you're not alone in the world. Okay, great. So the other question is question four, what concept, book, program, or talk has been most impactful in your experience? That is, you know, it's interesting that that question, although it, it would be easy to, to answer that from a science perspective, 
and say it was this book or it was this program or, you know, sort of that kind of more linear type of answer to say, oh, this was it that changed my life. It's more of an artful expression when I give this answer. The one thing that really helped to pivot me and open me up from my own sort of rigidity of a fixed mindset was when when I read a letter that my dad had written to my mom during World War II. So I would love to be able to say that's a program. I would love to be able to say that's a book. It was an experience. It was an experience. He was 21, 22. He was a pilot over in, in the European, what they called European theater, like Northern Italy and all that. And he fl- was flying these bomber escorts. These were, these were, and he was 21 or 22. And he wrote a letter of vulnerability. This was back in 1941. He wrote a letter of vulnerability to my mother, just about what he felt. Besides expressing, of course, his love and affection. And when I read that, and I read his ability to practice that, that, that groundedness, that centeredness, at that age, with everything going on, I thought to myself, Paul, when you were 21 or 22, I don't even know if you realized where you were half the time. And here was your father, your blood. <laughs> that just was enough to, to break me open even further so I could put myself back together again with a renewal and refresher that then I bring to my coaching. So that was, that was sort of the, that pivotal, pivotal program, so to speak, mm-hmm. or experience. Great. Thank you. And so question number five, what free resource would you like to share with the audience that would help them? Sure. So as you mentioned, in fact, you were, you were reading my introduction or bio that I had sent you, by the way. And I'm thinking, who is that person? Like, I'm even like, what right do I have to even say all those things, even though I have done those? So the book I wrote um, was called Find Your Voice as a Leader, because I believe that we all have an, a real inner voice, right? That, that, that we don't listen to all the time, which gets back to what you and I have been talking about. And through my journey of kind of discovering who I am, you know, the values and what do I want in life, my outcome, and how do I influence those? And how do I, how do I reveal my courage? And then how do I sort of create that expression of who I am? That created the voice model for me. When I went through my life and I looked at the steps I had taken, it was around values and outcomes and influence and certainly courage (laughs) many times. And then it crafted this expression. So I wrote the book, Find Your Voice as a Leader, and that is the free resource. I'll happily give you uh, folks, everybody, a digital copy of that, that they can read on their Kindle or Apple Reader or whatever. And so that that will be be at paulnlarson.com? That, or I'm, I'm happy to give you the link in the, for yeah, the yeah. show notes, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. let's just do that. That's easier. So they don't even have to go. They can certainly go to my website, but they can just go to the link 
and mm-hmm. and put in their their email and they'll get the download immediately. Okay. So great. yeah. So. Okay, and then the last question number six: What should I have asked you that I didn't? <laughs> great, uh, that's a great question, Andrew. Um, how I learned about trust and respect, actually, in a clown suit. Okay, there's a story there. Yeah, so I'll make this real succinct. My very first job was at a fast food restaurant called Jack in the Box, which we have here in the States. And typical kind of hamburgers and all that. Very first job at 14 and a half. My parents kind of pushed me out the door and said, get a job now, because you can at 14 and a half, not just 15, 14 and a half. Got a job at Jack in the Box. Failed at almost every single role there. Fryer, grill, drive through cashier. I was a, a triple F, a fast food failure. The manager there, who must have been all of maybe 21, 22, manager of a fast food restaurant in Livermore, California. She saw something, though, in me. Even though I was failing miserably and they had to throw out inventory right and left because I just had no, you know, it was just beyond me a little bit. She said, would you like to wear this? And she brings out this cardboard box out of her office, which was <laughs> so dusty because nobody had, she'd never gotten it out. And it was the clown suit. It was the Jack in the box clown suit. But of course, no cool kid is going to wear me. I was like, oh, finally, maybe something I can do. And she says, all that, she goes, wear it, go out and advertise who we are. She goes, you'd be a walking advertisement. She goes, you know, I jumped into that suit and never looked back. That became my role. But I learned about respect because she had a way of respecting me, even at that young age that she was at, to say, he's not doing good in all of this, but there's something here for him. And I think it could be this. To this day, Andrew, that was in the 70s. To this day, I remember that. And, and that everyone has sort of something that they can do inside of them. And that managers and leaders can, you know, can look for that proverbial clown suit, right? And maybe somebody would, would take. So I learned so much about being <laughs> in that clown suit. Every time I drive by Jack in the Box, I smile. Because it just reminds me of, could have been a, ter- a, a whole different outcome. But she, she did such a wonderful job of trust and, trusting and respecting me. That's a great way place to end, Paul. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Andrew. It was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Awakening interviews. If you have a friend who would benefit, please share. And subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review. We really appreciate it. And remember, always use your power for good.